but like remember the Larry Sanders show, but it actually kind of reminds me of a part of that show. All right, and there we are. All right, so uh, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to a Thursday evening edition of Dating Kinky Live Presents. Um, it is the first Thursday of the month, and that means uh, we are back with uh, our kink and privacy webinar, uh, Keeping Secrets. Uh, my name is Ryan, uh, aka Castaway. I'm a uh, producer and Guy Friday here at Danny Kinky, and uh, we have our Keeping Secrets host uh, right alongside of me, Veer Koto. Uh, good evening, Veer. Good evening, Ryan, and I will kick it off. So welcome to Keeping Secrets. I'm Veer Koto. Keeping Secrets is a web series produced by Dating Kinky about the intersection of kink and privacy. In this series, we'll be talking about the hidden dangers, hidden allies, and practical steps you can take to protect yourself and your community. We give you the information and tools to make informed decisions that are right for you. These webinars are recorded live and then released as a podcast. So if you're interested in participating and you're comfortable sharing, you can join us for questions like these amazing people are here tonight. I am your host, Veer Koto. I'm a geek, a kinkster, and a privacy advocate. You can check out my website at veerkoto.com, email me at veer at veerkoto.com, or I'm on FetLife as Veer Koto, all one word. The opinions expressed in this series are my own. Your mileage may vary. Consult your doctor if after taking my advice, you have an erection that lasts more than four hours. So, in-person events are returning. Uh, we're recording this in October of 2021, and at this point, many groups and events have begun reopening in-person uh, events. And those that haven't yet opened have announced events uh, starting in 2022, or many of them have. That means that even if you haven't gone to an in-person event yet, or you haven't been to one for a while, the opportunity to go and attend is coming soon. So it's a nice opportunity to talk about joining the scene as a newbie, as well as review some things uh, us experienced folks might have forgotten during this long imposed hiatus. That's why we're gonna focus tonight uh, on the in-person BDSM scene um, and in-person community events. And that's a little different from the way we've been operating uh, for a while with online. But tonight we're gonna be really talking about and focusing on the in-person events. We're also gonna uh, focus primarily on privacy for tonight's talk. There are really amazing resources on beginner BDSM safety, which include physical and psychological safety. I cannot emphasize enough how important that is but this series is about privacy, so that's where we're gonna keep our focus tonight. So uh, going to an in-person event for the first time can be scary. Uh, going to an in-person uh, event, <laughs> at least for me, was a scary, uh, a scary prospect, and I didn't go to my first event until years after I knew I was kinky. I was afraid about someone finding out, um, that wasn't the only reason I was scared, but it was one of the big reasons. Uh, going to an in-person event means that uh, people might see you. And it's also admitting in a public setting that you like activities that are outside the norm. If you're a cis man like I am and identify as a dominant sadist like I do, it can feed into some very negative, very powerful stereotypes of men. And if you're a man who's into submission or, or masochism, um, as a man, it can feed into some other ideas of being, you know, quote, less than a man or even, you know, less than a person. Women in the scene face the same sorts of challenges, being seen as bitchy or mean if they're, you know, more dominant or, or sadistic. Um, and if they're more submissive, um, they may struggle with this as some kind of internalized misogyny or internalized trauma. Um, and even if you're out as a non-heterosexual or a non-cis person, admitting that you're into BDSM can be kind of scary. And I remember being scared about privacy at my first event of, of someone walking in and, and uh, finding out that I you know that I knew and finding out that I'm kinky and and how that person might react. Um, 
we're going to talk a bit about that fear tonight and talk about the really basic things, the really minimum basic things you can do to protect yourself when you do go to your first event, um, what to expect and what to do. So what if someone finds out? The first and most scary thing about joining the BDSM community for most of us is the possibility of someone finding out that you're kinky and telling other people. And that's what we call being outed. That's a term that the BDSM community borrowed from the LGBT community. Being outed is one of the main concerns people in this community have, and it's what many rules in the BDSM community are built around. Being outed is scary and potentially dangerous, but we're going to go through some really basic steps to protect yourself. This is 101 stuff, the really basics, uh, the stuff that each of us should have when we're concerned about our privacy and entering the scene. So is, is being outed really that bad? Um, let's talk just briefly about whether or not you should be worried about being outed. This is a, a question uh, each of us needs to answer for ourselves, but the fact is that being outed in today's society is still a possibility and it can lead to some serious consequences. If you read FetLife, you might come across stories of people being disowned from their family for being kinky, or you'll read about people being fired when their boss finds out that they're kinky, or being kicked out of their religious community. And even some people have had their custodianship of their children taken away simply because it was found out that they were kinky. Some people live entirely out. Um, everybody knows they're kinky, they know their real name, um, and they just live an entirely out life. Um, and many of us, uh, well, sorry, and then there are some people who live um, the opposite, right? They live very segmented lives where uh, nobody in their vanilla life knows that they're kinky, um, and they work really hard to separate those two. Uh, many of us, including myself, um, live somewhere in the middle. Uh, I, I work to, to strike a balance between needing to hide that part of myself and needing to live uh, an authentic, uh, true life. Um, and with me, that means that some of my friends do know that I'm kinky um, and others, others don't. Um, and each of us, I think, needs to come to that balance um, and to come to that place of decision on, on their own of, of where they wanna be, um, with, with how out they wanna be. So what kinds of events are there to go to? Um, for people who are new and um, maybe have only experienced BDSM you know, at home or maybe online, it's, it's a little daunting. Like what, what can I do? What can I go to? Um, and there are so many events uh, for the in-person uh, BDSM, for, the for a person inside the BDSM community to attend. When I first thought of going to a BDSM event, I thought they were all parties. I imagined loud music, dancing, drugs, people in orgies, uh, people being spanked and whipped and chained all around. And it's true that those types of events do exist, but they're not the usual events that go on, especially not in North America or the UK. Um, I thought it would be good since we're talking about folks who may not have attended an event to go over the most popular types of events that are out there. And also for you to realize that this isn't an exhaustive list. Um, so the first one is a munch. Uh, a munch is probably a, a term that you've heard about. It's a gathering of kinky folks in a vanilla setting. Sometimes it's a bar or a coffee shop or a restaurant. Um, the term munch actually comes from burger munch uh, as the first one happened in a burger joint. Um, and these are really just social gatherings, um, just kind of catching up with friends, meeting new friends, hanging out. And they happen again in a, in a vanilla setting. Um, so then there are educational events, things like classes, peer shares, and discussion nights, and rope bites. 
And each of them are a little different, um, but I'm gonna kind of lump them all together and address them as a group for the sake of, of this discussion. They're also my favorite type of event. They generally involve some kind of learning or discussion or both. Um, and if you're participating and we're listening to this like you're doing right now, you probably would enjoy an event like that. Um, when I first joined the scene, I was lucky enough to have a community where I could attend multiple classes a week. Um, one week in particular, I went to five classes, one class every night, and then a party on Saturday. It was, it was crazy and intense and awesome. Um, and I especially recommend these educational events to newbies, not only because they're a great way to learn, but because when there's an educational component, there's a lot less social pressure. You can go and focus on, on what's happening rather than feeling the need to kind of mingle. And, and when you do talk to people, you can talk about the class and what's going on. It's, it's great. It's, it's a lot less pressure. Next, uh, there are uh, play parties, which could be uh, a whole hour-long discussion in themselves. Well, uh, what I will say about play parties is that most parties have a big social component of people hanging out and catching up and just talking with each other. It, it's a venue to not only play, but also just you know, spend time with your friends. Um, of course, uh, that said that there is often BDSM play um, at these events. Um, sometimes there's also sex and sometimes there's not. And that depends entirely on the event, on the rules of the event, the local laws, et cetera. Um, so just be aware that there's all kinds of different uh, possibilities for, for play parties. And lastly, there are conventions. Uh, conventions are often these much larger events, anywhere from, let's say, 50 to 500 people, sometimes more. Um, they often have a bit of everything in them. So they'll have social gatherings and classes and play parties and, let's say, ritualized tea services and, all, and you know, just ice-breaking. Um, some will have board games. Just They can have pretty much anything depending on, on the convention itself. And the reason I want to bring the types, these types of events up and kind of break them down is that the type of conversation you'll have will be different if you're in a munch versus going to a class. And, and I'm going to emphasize this several times, but I find going to classes to be the best way to dip your toe into the water um, in the social sense, but also in the educational sense. So with that, let's move on to what if I see someone that I know at an event? Uh, it's one of the, the scariest moments we can have is finding someone that we know in our vanilla life in, in the scene. And I'm not going to lie, it's, it's happened to many of us. For example, um, I personally know that one of my cousins is in the scene. Um, they don't know that I'm in the scene, and I've never seen them at an event, but they are out enough that I know what events they attend. Um, I've met other people in the scene who've um, saw, seen a step-parent at a party. Uh, in, one in one case, uh, I know a woman who found her brother on FetLife. Uh, this uh, does happen, and it can be embarrassing. Uh, another example that comes to mind is I have a friend who uh, she attended an event and she saw a coworker at that event. So this, this can happen, and you might be worried about running into a coworker or a friend or, or someone that you know socially. Um, and it, it can happen, but I'm here to tell you that it's not nearly as scary as it sounds. Chances are that they're, that they're just as worried about being outed as you are, and they're going to feel just as embarrassed and uncomfortable as you do seeing them. Or um, they might feel relieved. When I joined the scene, I, I did out myself to a few friends and um, I found out that two people that I had known in my vanilla life had been in the community for a long time. In one, in one case, um, they had been in the community for 20 years. Um, and it was a relief to realize that people I knew, people I already considered good people, considered friends, were part of this community. 
and it made us closer. Um, in one case, it was just a, a kind of a casual friend, but but since then, he and I have actually had some really meaningful connections and conversations. So it, it, that can really be a catalyst for for um, connection. If you do see someone at an event, my recommendation is to say hi. Uh, don't use their legal name, um, and it's likely that they're not going to use yours. Ask them what you should call them. And if you have a scene name, and scene names are something I'll discuss a little bit later, um, tell them so that they can use your scene name in this context. Um, and ask them, how long have you been in the scene? And questions like that, you know, how do you identify? What kind of things are there? And see this as an opportunity to strengthen a relationship you already have. They may be able to guide you and uh, bring you to events or point out events that might be relevant to you. And that's, that's a great resource. Um, you might be worried that a person at an event will out you, but it's really uncommon for people to do that. But let's use that as a segue to my next slide, which is how outing is viewed inside the community. Outing is considered a very serious offense in the BDSM and kink community. In fact, it's probably the fastest and easiest way to get banned from events. As a community, we understand the dangers that we all face individually and collectively, and we work together to protect our, ourselves and other members of the community. That's why resources like Dating Kinky's educational program exist, um, because BDSM is more than just knowing how to tie a knot or spank a bottom. Uh, outing from within the community is actually fairly rare. And I won't say it doesn't happen, but I can say it's probably one of the more rare kinds of incidents we deal with. Usually when there is someone being outed, it's from people outside the BDSM community who learn that someone is kinky and they let it slip out, or maybe occasionally somebody who's got a, a, a beef uh, may try to weaponize, weaponize that knowledge. All of this is to say that you want to be careful and thoughtful about who you come out to in your life. So with that, let's talk about questions uh, that you might ask at an event. And in our vanilla world, a common question we ask strangers is, what do you do? Knowing someone's job often tells us a great deal about them. It tells us about their interests. It gives us some idea of their income and education. And it can be a, a useful social lubricant for conversation. In the BDSM community, we often avoid questions like, what do you do, for the exact same reasons that we would ask in a vanilla setting, um, because we're trying to protect people's identity and, their, and respect their privacy. Many people who attend BDSM events need to maintain a level of anonymity. So it's kind of considered rude to ask questions that could uh, let someone know who they are. If you're asked these questions by someone else at an event, it can be a good opportunity to practice healthy boundary setting. If someone asks you something too personal that you don't want to answer, you can say something like, I'm not really comfortable answering that. Why don't you ask me something like my interest in kink? That's called yes-anding. It's a technique from the improv community that many of us in the scene use. If you don't want to keep the conversation going at that point, you can exercise your healthy boundary setting and say, I'm not really comfortable with that question, and I'd like to talk to someone else for a while. This can also be a great way to find out how someone responds to rejection, which can tell us a lot about a person. Uh, clear communication is, is the kind of skill that uh, both newbies and experienced folks can always brush up on. So take any question, even the ones that are uncomfortable, as an opportunity to exercise um, your, your skills in improv and your skills in boundary setting. Um, and lastly, I'm gonna once again, and I promised I would, plug going to, to classes and educational events. Uh, going to a class will give you an opportunity to talk to people beforehand about the class content, and if there's a social part after that, you can talk about what you just saw or what you just learned. And that, those aren't just great icebreakers, but a great way to take the pressure off and also learn about other similar events. 
So moving on to trading contact information. What if you've met someone in an event and you want to keep the conversation going, but you want or you need to go elsewhere? In the vanilla world, we might trade phone numbers or possibly email addresses. So what do we do in the BDSM world? The most common answer is we use FetLife handles. If you haven't heard of or used FetLife, it's a social media site used um, pretty much exclusively for kinky folks. Um, another uh, handle you might want to trade, another name you might want to trade is your Dating Kinky profile. Dating Kinky is the sponsor of this show and their app uh, lets you send direct messages to other Dating Kinky me uh, members. Um, and I'm sure Ryan will talk more about that when he talks about all the awesome reasons you should be on Dating Kinky Plus if you aren't already, but, but you can use it like an instant messenger. You can also, and I highly recommend, signing up for a second email address or even a second phone number. We actually did an entire episode on phones, um, which we'll link to in the chat and in the show notes. Um, I'll try to find that during the break. If you don't already have a kinky email address, though, I highly recommend you sign up for one. And then you can use that email address for your kinky activity, including signing up for websites or services or anything else that requires an email address to log in. And it should go without saying that you shouldn't give someone at a kink event your full legal name, your vanilla email address, or your phone number, unless you know them extremely well. Um, so, um, I mean, it's, I think it's a little self-evident, but I just want to make sure that I, that I get that out there. So when do kinksters give out personal information about themselves? Uh, when someone chooses to divulge, when someone chooses to divulge uh, information about themselves, that's a very personal decision. It, it varies vastly between people based on many factors. And it's also something that may change for someone over time. What I do personally is that if I think of someone as a friend, if they're someone that I spend time with outside of a king context, I'll tell them my name. Um, this is also important, for example, if I want to invite them over to my to my place um, because I live in a building with a doorman and I don't want them using my kink name, my scene name when they uh, call me. So um, that's that's where I draw that line. I don't give this information to casual play partners, though. Um, but if a play relationship is turning into a friendship or a romantic relationship, that's when I change things over and I will... Um, give them my, my name. One thing to remember is that just because you give someone else your information, it doesn't mean that they need to do the same. Uh, similarly, if someone tells you their personal information, you're not obligated to return, quote unquote, return the favor. That's a decision that needs to come from you. And you shouldn't let anyone else influence you into divulging information. And nor should you take it um, as an insult if they choose not to, even if you do. So um, when we're going to our first event or we're going to events and we don't ask someone, what do they, what do you do? What do we talk about instead? Um, well, going to your, your uh, first event and frankly, your second, third and fourth and fifth event can sometimes be overwhelming. Um, I have a great deal of social anxiety and I, feel it each and every time I go to an event. Um, and I especially have a hard time with crowds. I personally find a crowd of people overwhelming and even a little intimidating. And I find it really, really difficult and awkward to strike up a conversation. Uh, luckily, the BDSM community is full of awkward people uh, just like me. And so uh, actually striking up a conversation can be a welcome thing. If you find yourself in an event, introduce yourself to the person or the people next to you. Tell them your scene name and ask them about the event. Um, so if you're me, <laughs> say, hi, I'm Veer. Uh, this is my first time at this munch. How about you? Uh, obviously don't say that you're Veer because you're not, but um, you know, say, hi, I'm so-and-so and this is my first time, and I've never been to an event before. This is my first kink event, or this is my first munch, or I've never been to this munch before. Um, ask them about things in the scene. Ask them about how long, how long they've been in the scene, what kind of things they're into, uh, what other events they recommend, um, or if there's an educational event, ask them about the topic. 
you know, uh, do they know things about the topic pre-presented? Um, and again, <laughs> you know, another plug, it's a great reason to go to classes because you can, now you can have a, a ready to use topic to discuss. Um, and events are also a great way to find about uh, find out about other local events. Um, sometimes a presenter will announce other events, or you can just ask people, hey, what else is going on that, that you recommend? And uh, if you're at an event and you introduce yourself and you strike up a conversation and the person doesn't share their name, just ask, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. What should I call you? Um, and that is a great segue into choosing a scene name. So how do you choose a scene name? I think it's not that different from choosing a name on an online platform, except many people do have the same uh, scene name. Uh, I've met plenty of animals in the scene. So I have met many kitties and foxes, for example. Um, many people use their first name as their scene name, especially if it's a, uh, a kind of a common first name. Um, I know people that use their middle names, especially if they have uh, unusual first names and they have a kind of more uh, uh, common middle name, they'll use their middle name. And, and I know people that have multiple layers of C names. Um, a well-known presenter um, and friend, uh, wise guy, he's, he said on other podcasts, so I'm not outing him here, that his C name uh, well, is, is, is wise guy and that sometimes he will he will go by Mark Wiseman, um, but Mark Wiseman is itself another scene name. So there are people that will have multiple layers of scene names. Um, your scene name should generally be short, and if not, then something that you can shorten. So uh, Lord Heimdall the Eighth, Master of Galactic Ceremonies, will probably be ended up, you know, will probably end up being shortened to Heimdall when it's spoken out loud. So just keep that in mind. And um, also your scene name doesn't have to be your profile name. So if you have a scene name, that doesn't have to be the name that you go, that you use um, on FetLife or Dating Kinky or your email address. Um, you, can, you can have a separation there. Um, and since we talked about email addresses, uh, I think that a second email address along with a scene name is the bare minimum that you can be doing for your privacy. I recommend finding an email provider, probably not Google, not Gmail, by the way, and signing up for an email account with the same, uh, with the same username that you're gonna probably be using for your kink accounts. Um, so just think about that. And then use that email for your kink activity. And then that's the email that you could be giving out to people at events. So think about an email address that you're comfortable giving people um, at a kink event, and uh, that's that's something that you're happy to use. Uh, sign up for an account and use that for both your kink activity and your correspondence. Um, and we should probably do an entire episode on email um, and let us know in the chat if that's something you'd like to see. But um, really basic, if you do nothing else, um, get and use a C name and a second uh, email address. Uh, a quick uh, side note on clothing. Um, when you go to your first event, uh, clothing may be something you want to consider. So, um, you know, some people, especially uh, female presenting folks, are, are always considering their attire when they think about an event. Uh, depending on the type of event, different attire may be more or less appropriate or even required. Um, going to your first munch, it's probably best to wear regular clothing that you would wear in a normal vanilla setting. If you're going to a rope event, like a rope bite, where you're going to be tying people up or expected to be tied, it's probably not a good idea to wear that suit or that expensive dress because it could easily get dirty or damaged or ripped. Um, but in addition to those type of clothing decisions, there are also some privacy considerations that you might want to be making in your attire. If you have work swag or clothing with your job's logo on it, you might want to leave that at home. Um, and obviously, anything with your name on it, you might want to leave as well. Um, I've kept my work badge in my bag in the past, um, and I would recommend removing it entirely and stashing it away. Or if you have some jewelry 
um, with your name, or maybe your name is on your mobile phone case, or a notebook, you've written your name on your notebook, you might want to just switch that up or remove it um, temporarily. Just make sure that um, no one's going to see that, oh, this is Jane's notebook, right? And if, if, if your scene name isn't Jane, you don't want that. So let's talk a little bit about, um, just a little bit about how being in the scene will change things for you in terms of your friendships and um, some of those decisions. So um, a very common experience that kinksters have when they join the scene is that they often find that their friendships begin to change. Um, that's because when you join the community, it can feel very exciting and, and frankly, very warm. It's nice to have a group of people who understand your desires and want to share that with you and do things sometimes with you. And I'm not going to lie, it's a bit of a thrill to have so much kink in your life, for people to be doing really exciting things around you and to have so much raw intimacy surrounding you. Uh, that energy is really intoxicating. You also meet people in the scene that you want to spend time with outside of kink events, and that can get tricky. It's a challenging situation to navigate your kink and vanilla friends because what do you tell your uh, vanilla friends? How do you refer to this kink person? You know, do you, do you use their scene name? Do you use their legal name? Um, you know, you're opening up a lot of doors when you do that. So um, that can be a really difficult um, thing to navigate. It's something that I still struggle with today. Um, and with all these new friends and this acceptance in your life, uh, it might make you inclined to come out to your vanilla friends and family. Uh, this is a very personal decision. And it's one that I'm going to tell you is fraught. <laughs> uh, if you're on FetLife, um, you know, the, the, uh, there are, um, you know, lots of stories about people who've who've done this um, and have had uh, good and bad experiences. I'll, I'll tell you that um, for me, uh, I mean, I talked about coming out to some friends and it made us very close. Um, but I also had friends that I came out to and they um, simply couldn't accept who I was. Um, one friend uh, basically told me that he thought it, what I did was disgusting and immoral, and he didn't want any part of me um, after that. Another friend said that it freaked her out to know that I did these things, and she didn't want me to ever talk about, um, even in the most basic way, just never talk about my kink life. Um, so it um, is a really challenging thing. On the other hand, I know people that have told, for example, their family, and their family has been supportive, if, if not understanding. Um, even if they didn't totally understand, they were supportive. Um, but there's also a, a third hand here, um, which is that it's been my experience um, in talking with people that it's actually friends and sometimes family that can accidentally out you. Um, I've heard stories of, for example, women, uh, you know, a group of women friends, they're out, they're drinking, and then one of them, you know, starts talking to the other friends about the kinksters uh, proclivities. And um, she thinks it's just fun teasing, um, but doesn't realize just how serious that is and doesn't realize the implications of having other people know. Um, and that's also really common is that vanilla people don't realize just how serious, both from an intimacy standpoint, but also from a safety standpoint, just how serious it is to be outed. So they might not... Uh, take it as seriously as you need them to. Um, and so I, I do recommend that you be very selective in who you tell. And when you tell them, explain to them that this is 
scary information that this could be really harmful and that they need to treat it with the utmost seriousness. And if you don't think that they, they can or will, don't tell them because it's not information that you can take, take back. So, um, so yeah, I don't mean to be kind of a bummer, but it's, it's one of those things where there's both a wonderful side and a really scary side. And, um, and maybe if people in the chat want to share some of their experiences, if they're comfortable um, with that and having that recorded, um, that would be great too. So um, yeah, let's talk about some other things, some other resources. Um, so tonight, I mean, we were kind of coming toward the end. Tonight was really aimed at newbies. Um, and I want to emphasize that if, if, uh, if you're a newbie, you should be checking out, um, for example, uh, the newbies and novices group on FetLife. Um, there's also the group that uh, I run and, and founded um, Privacy Conscious Kingsters. We have some great resources. Um, oops, sorry. Uh, and also other shows, other shows in this series. Um, we've, we've done shows on things like getting a second phone line, how to select a different uh, phone, um, thinking about VPNs, how to secure your logins, making sure your web browser doesn't spy on you. And just, uh, I think it was last month, we did an amazing episode on how to handle police interactions. Um, and there's so much information out there um, on, on from this show and, of course, on Dating Kinky's uh, platform and their education series. They have so much. And, I, and again, you know, Ryan's going to go into that. Um, I really recommend taking as much in as you can. So with that, a conclusion uh, before we do the sponsor break and questions. If you haven't been to an, an in-person event before, or you haven't been to one in a while, it can be intimidating or scary. I know it was for me, and I think it was for a lot of other people. And I'm here to tell you that you don't need to be scared. It's, it's okay. Um, and there are some things you can do uh, to protect yourself and that I recommend doing to protect your privacy while you explore this new amazing world of kink. So I hope this has helped. Um, we're going we're gonna to break in a bit for questions. And if you have questions, um, I'd love to see them in the chat. If you have ideas for things that you'd like to see covered in this series, also speak up in the chat, share your experiences in the chat. Or if you're not comfortable doing that, feel free to get a hold of me either on FetLife or by email. And with that, it is now time for Ryan and a word from our amazing sponsor. Ryan? Hello. Uh, sorry about the sorry about the dead air. I had about four clicks to go to get to the the window being up and unmute. So um, thank you, Veer, uh, for another wonderful presentation. Um, I'm looking up. Uh, please do let us know if you have uh, any questions. I, I saw a couple uh, comments too, but just let let us know if you have uh, anything to ask on this um, this subject. Um, I was going to say, Veer, I, you know you, the way you said like just the um, the sacrifice you have to make on either side. I mean, I think I'm living one of those this weekend where I'm taking a trip to Chicago and like, you know, for anyone who knows that I'm going to Chicago, like, you know, it's the question of like, so what did you do there? You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So that's what it's going kind to of ends up being like, you end up telling less people like about, you know, like, uh, I guess like a trip where, you can't just like grab like kind of like a monument photo that kind of documents <laughs> like, you know, the, 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 the space of time of like you, you spending time in an area and doing, let's just say vanilla things. So, uh, you know, where, where it's just where I'm probably gonna be spending, you know, 85% of that time, uh, at a hotel, <laughs> you know, and, and doing right. all the, the gallivanting, uh, you know, from classes to, a floor to, you know, a, uh, a, a night party, you know, so yeah, yeah that's, yeah. So yeah, I could definitely, um, you know, relate to, uh, yeah, the kind of double life you're leading when you aren't out. Um, but you know, we can all, you know, and uh, we, we can, we can all, I can root for a day where, you know, if this becomes my job, then I probably will just, I'm coming out. But, uh, you know, until then 
Uh, I am here to, uh, my name's Ryan. I'm the uh, admin slash Guy Friday slash producer here at Dating Kiki. And I just want to do a little work for our sponsor, give people a little bit more, more time to get uh, some questions in. So uh, uh, Keeping Secrets is one of the, you know, we're kind of oscillating here. I think we were up to like 14 monthly classes, but we're, you know, we're kind of bringing in some new ones. We're um, you know, putting some old ones kind of maybe on, uh, you know, a little mini, mini hiatus, but I think we're somewhere in like the uh, 10 to 12 range of monthly shows um, per month. Uh, these all uh, air uh, on our network, uh, often in the 8 p.m. Eastern slot. We do have a couple Pacific time shows. We have a couple... Um, times in like i guess five hours ahead i guess kind of like the the england time zone you know so um and uh they're all free to attend live uh and in fact uh keeping secrets and i'll put the link up again we'll continue that that's that is a free show uh at any time even in even even in replays because we feel it's just such like kind of like crucial you know uh triage and troubleshooting and and keeping safe you know so we make that one free but we put the rest of them in an on-demand library and that becomes a benefit to uh the sponsor of this show which is dating kinkies plus membership so uh i know we have plenty of veterans in here but for anyone who is on the new side uh we are a uh, kinky dating site and we are a sex and kink education site so on the dating side you can absolutely sign up for a free account do all of the, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, we don't do friending, but you, you can uh, you can do like kind of, you know, flirting and chatting. You can do you know connecting. You can do dating. You know, uh, you know, you can do and you can do all of that with your to your heart's content, with no uh, like upsells or no. Hey, uh, thanks for sending that message. If you want them to open it, that'll be nine ninety nine. We don't do any of the like toll gate stuff. So you can absolutely have a flourishing you know, dating slash connecting account. Now, uh, on the Plus Membership side, we will have some special special benefits. We do have an app that is now out. The app will be available to everyone, whether you're a free member or not. But there will be additional enhancements that will be uh, specifically tailored for the Plus Member audience. Um, I'm thinking of things like video verification, you know, to let people know you're actually a real human being. Um, and, uh, you know, several other things coming up in the next phase. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, you know, we're just so glad that we've finally had this app out. It was a year in development and plenty of headaches along the way. So we're, we're super thrilled to be kind of building on top of that foundation and, uh, and, and bring it to, uh, your smartphones because it was just, uh, Ryan, did you cut out or, or is it just me? Can anyone else? Here, Ryan or me. I can't hear you, Ryan. Um, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to plug uh, Dating Kinky Plus while uh, Ryan is setting things back up and just say that if you enjoy this type of content if you enjoy um, i feel like i'm, I'm uh, doing a pbs uh, pledge but here but if you enjoy educational content if you enjoy uh being able to learn have a platform to spend time with other kinky folks if you enjoy dating or playing um and you want not only extra features access to education material and just generally supporting a great cause uh you know, those are all good reasons to spend just a small amount of money to have a Dating Kinky Plus membership because you'll get all the benefits of the education. You'll get you'll get all of the the access to amazing content and you'll keep uh, this type of content going, too. So you, you get basically everything. Can, can people hear me now? I can hear you now, Ryan. OK. I mean, were you hearing me not from from the start and then it tailed off, or no? Like at some point you just cut out. Uh, okay. I, I don't remember exactly okay. what you were saying. Sorry, but yeah. sorry about that. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was mentioning the uh, the dating side of the site, and we have our new app out. I put that information in. Um, so I'll just mention the the you know, and then on the education side, I mentioned all of the uh, classes we have. We have over, 
I didn't want to say by this point, like 325 episodes in our on-demand platform on topics like uh, this one here tonight, uh, King of Privacy, our are usually our following well we going forward our following show kink and mental health although uh unfortunately it is canceled tonight due to um kind of a little mini emergency from our presenters but uh you know we have ones on uh recurring topics like femdom and uh submission and switching and communication and boundaries and consent and consent and ethical non-monogamy and we have a book club uh recurring you know all, all kinds of topics uh, and and some like one-off topics for example uh you know, Miss Nookie, our fearless founder, she's uh, teaching one class a month on various topics. So um, all kinds, yeah, like we were saying, lots of educational opportunities. Nookie, who is, uh, you know, had been in, has been in the scene for 30 years and an educator for about, writer and educator for about half that time, you know, has written nine books on topics like communication, FLR, cuckolding, orgasms, kinky dating. Uh, I think she's working on one on boundaries consent now. So, you know, all kinds of... Um, what I like to call information and education to help make you a brighter and shinier kink, kinky object uh, of someone else's uh, desire and esteem, hopefully. And, um, you know, so all kinds of opportunities, you know, to uh, take advantage of what we have to offer. And uh, just to quickly wind down, it's $9.99 per month. Although if you buy in bulk, you can uh, definitely enjoy some savings because it's $49.99 for six months and almost 40% off uh, if you get a year. So, um, you know, do feel free to uh, check that out. Um, and, um, you know, if you have any questions, I'll put up my contact information. I think I put up yours earlier. So this is how to reach myself and Nookie. And then we will just dive right back into any uh, questions and discussion. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I, th I think, uh, totally worthwhile. Um, and yeah, and we're only adding more. Yeah, so yeah, it's just, but yeah, it's now, now is a great time to get in, especially now that we have the app because, uh, you know, we really needed the app, you know, to be kind of like a smartphone, you know, friendly experience, you know, on the dating side because it's just, yeah, that's that's where, that's the 20th to 1st century, you know, for you, everybody. Uh, you know, you need to be in a smartphone. Um, okay, so let's, uh, let's see, I'm seeing... Wait, wait, I didn't see a ton of questions, but I saw a couple. I like to. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, did you see Raven Flores' question? I'm going to re. Yeah. I'll repost yeah. it. Perfect. Can I just read it out? Yeah, uh, it's Raven Flores. How can you explain to a curious vanilla that has, that this community is not just about sexual fantasies? So uh, I have two. I mean, I'm sure you'll have some thoughts on this too, Ryan. I have two answers. Um, for for that, so and actually, I'm gonna kind of pull up while while you're answering uh, a link uh, to a writing that I made, which is how to come out to your partner, um, and that that link is primarily <clears throat> aimed at coming out to a, uh, a sexual or romantic partner, so a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, um, about your interest in kink. But I think it has a lot of content in it that can be useful for um, any kind of loved one. But also, I really like this book, um, When Someone You Love is Kinky by Dossie Easton. Pretty much everything she writes is amazing. Um, and I was lucky enough to have met her, to have met her once. She's an amazing writer and an incredibly thoughtful person. Um, and hardcore player apparently in, in the scene and she wrote a book called when someone you love is kinky um what is what is going on there ryan oh i'm sorry sorry about that uh i i think i, I wire situation i'm trying oh, okay. to oh, i'm sorry about um, that. let me let me meet okay. while you're yeah it's okay uh it's just like are, are you using a vibrator is it is it that hot um so um yeah so i really recommend this book when someone you love is kinky um, it's look, it's not perfect, but I think it really covers this idea that this is for us, not just a matter of spicing things up, but really a matter of expressing who we are inside and really our, our basic needs. So let me, let me also, um, try to find that link. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to, um, make everyone wait while I do it, but to try to find that link, um, uh, 
I'm going to do it on my own website. So hopefully it won't take that long. Um, but in the meantime, let's keep looking for other, um, for other questions. And uh, my apologies, my, when I had to restart my uh, computer, I think that was right when I was like going to be grabbing uh, the chat and questions. So I, unfortunately, I've lost you know, the earlier chat because oh, I, uh, Miss Mix Phoenix had something, uh, had a comment that I was going to, to raise, and unfortunately, I just I don't have it now. Yeah, let me let me let me look. Uh, I think I think I think there's I think there's the is you can I think we can make it all the way back because at some point if it's a really lively chat, then uh, you know, you might not be able to make it back to the top. But I think we haven't like yeah you know, uh, we should be able yeah, to now so get that I, back. I I think it was just uh, about. Um, how, you know, how anxious, how anxiety provoking it is to, um, to, to come to an, an, an event, uh, you know, just, um, how difficult it, it can be. So is, was that it? Oh, and I found the link to my, here, I'm going to put it right in the chat here. So bring up King to your, King to your partner. Um, so if there was more that I missed, um, because I'm not the fastest reader when I'm skimming, um, please do repeat that question um, or any other questions or thoughts that people would like us to riff on before we wrap up tonight. Uh, and let me, let me just, uh, for anybody who came in late, um, I'm going to put up uh, Veer's. Oh, oh, first of all, let me talk about, um, anyone who doesn't, doesn't know, I'll, I think I have the link in there twice, but uh, we have a very uh, special event coming up in uh, just a little bit more than one month from now. Uh, it's called uh, It's All About Play. It's going to be a full weekend of uh, webinars and socials and uh, people doing awesome stuff in our booths. We have a space called AirMeet that basically replicates kind of a, like an online convention space with an auditorium and a lounge and you know, if you've ever been to conventions, there's like kind of people in booths kind of showing their wares or telling you about awesome stuff. Like we're going to have some people doing that too in a virtual setting. And so when we say it's all about play, we're looking at like types of play or demonstrations or, you know, how to negotiate better, you know, and things like that and how to, you know, get the play that you want, you know, it's, you know, sort of classes. So, you know, we're super excited about this theme because we've, we've been very kind of classroom you know, lecture and panel heavy. So it'll be super exciting to, uh, you know, actually, you know, incorporate more demonstrations into our educational palette, uh, you know, so to speak. So uh, it's November 12th to the 14th, uh, Friday through Sunday. It's uh, free to attend for the first thousand. Um, the get.datingkinky.com link you see is uh, the registration that will get you your ticket to ride. Although if you are on FetLife, we'd certainly uh, appreciate you RSVPing on Fet as well because that will uh, you know, sprinkle some more uh, visibility around the platform. So um, you know, please do feel free to check that out. Uh, you know, everyone is certainly uh, invited. So uh, the other thing here is Veer's um, the link to his new uh, Keeping Secrets homepage. Uh, that's specifically for uh, just all users. Uh, we also have a, um, you know, a, a kind of a, a learning center on the back end specifically for Plus members. But as I mentioned earlier, uh, Veer series is available on demand whether you're a, uh, a Plus member or not, whether you're a member of our site or not. So, yeah, please do uh, check that out. I, I just want to also mention that... Uh... I think, I think we're still working on the title, but I think we're going to do next month on the topic of privacy and non-monogamy, which was um, a, a topic brought up to me by uh, my partner. And I think it's a brilliant, brilliant topic. Um, and we're going to, uh, I'm going to coordinate with uh, Nookie on getting a, try to get a great guest. And uh, I think that's going to be a really important conversation because there is so much overlap between the kink and, um, poly communities and there are unique challenges um for keeping your privacy if you're non-monogamous so uh, i think that's going to be next month and it's going to be awesome yeah and here's the information on that i mean i just i, I have you know we can probably might be able, well, we might have a different title revision to, you know tweet yeah, but uh yeah be non-monogamy yeah. and your your privacy uh and there's the uh again the page you know the keeping secrets page where you can 
if uh, if you're enjoying uh, what you've heard tonight, you can sign up for email reminders for future episodes. And uh, there's the the FetLife page for thank you, Dore. Uh, for anyone who is on FetLife and wants to RSVP there, uh, you know we we give you a reminder on the day of the show uh, from there. So um, I can. You know, run through a couple other coming attractions. As I said, we were expecting to have our kink and mental health show tonight, uh, starting at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. But unfortunately, uh, they've had to call out. Uh, we're pretty light uh, next week. I think we just have um, Monday show, um, uh, which is ordinarily it's um, it's flipping the switch. But I mean, it'll be hosted by our host uh, Kim slash NJ Cole. I think in lieu of a topic, she is uh, not sure if, uh, any of you heard. Um, may mention at the top, uh, Nookie and I are going to be in Chicago. I think I, I referenced this a couple months ago at uh, a convention called Kinky College. Um, Kim is going to be there as well. She's in fact uh, like a co-chair of um, like social events, and and I think she also was helping out with like uh, booking all the presenters and stuff too. So I think she's going to be pretty wiped uh, on Monday. But she says like in you know instead of a more luxury show let's just do a you know kind of like a social hangout so we'll do that in our um our audio video uh chat platform called airmate which i didn't mention earlier but uh it's uh it's a nice like kind of intimate place where instead of like a 30 person zoom or it's just you know people piling into one zoom room uh there's like these these little tables of like you know two people or four people or eight people where you can have these kind of like small conversations you can move around you know kind of kind of like a you know like a tabletop munch you know where you just you can float around you know pick up the nachos, you know, and, and, uh, and relax. So, um, will there be an air meet? So, Alethi, are you referring to, are you referring to tonight or we, I, I'm mentioning the one on Monday. Um, oh, tonight. Will there, okay. So, uh, I, if there is an air meet, it will, I will not be long for it because I still have like packing and whatever work I can squeeze up. Uh, I think we lost Ryan again. Uh, so, uh, all right. Well, I think, I think uh, I'll give him a chance to, to um, connect. Also, let us know in the chat if you'd like to see an air meet night for kink and privacy. Um, I'm, I'm, I, haven't, I haven't tried the air meet thing, but um, it might be something that uh, I'd, I'd schedule in the future. Okay, we have one person. <laughs> That's, that's, you know, if we can get a second person to say that they'd go, uh, I'll strongly consider it. Um, and then sorry, I think we should, sorry about, yeah. Um, I, my, my, my cord is like, uh, acting up with my headset, I guess. So, um, yeah, sorry about the dropping everybody. Uh, yeah. Oh, so what, what, so we're, we're like, we're putting like a, it's like an eBay reserve on like air meat interest, you know, like if we get enough people, we'll, we'll list the reserve. Well, so 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 we, so I changed the topic slightly because you were gone and I can't speak yeah. through your schedule. So I was like, yeah. well, are people interested in a privacy air meet, you know, night? So so people are saying that they are. So we'll, okay. we'll try to coordinate that as well. well um, and yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, if uh, if we can certainly have the option to maybe as kind of a platoon, maybe make one of these kind of like a more like open discussion where, you know, yeah. it's not recorded and then, you know, exactly. people can more freely discuss, discuss you know, ask, what's, on, what's on their mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so that sounds great. And then, you know, we should probably, we should probably let you get back to, to packing and, uh, but, but I want to thank everyone for coming out tonight. It is, um, I mean, it sincerely, it's, it's seeing people come in and interact that really keeps me motivated um, you know, it, I don't know how it seems, but it, it takes me a long time to write, uh, these slides and, and, and the notes that I keep for myself to make this event. Um, I spend no less than eight hours per show. Um, and sometimes as much as 20 or 30. Um, so, you know, it's people coming out and really, um, communicating and connecting that really keeps me going. So thank everyone for showing up. And, and if you're listening after the fact and you want to drop me a line, um, that really means a lot to me too. So, so thanks everyone. And um, I cannot wait to see you all um, in the future. And uh, yeah, I'm um, just uh, piggyback on that, please. Everyone do, do give Veer, you know, a, uh, a round of applause or some, some, some of those like emoticons in, in the, you know, floating up in the ether, uh, and that—that that, that is how to uh, reach him there with his um, 
his vet page and his uh, website. Um, we, you know, so appreciate this uh, this series because it, it's just it, it's essential information, you know, for uh, people's like just day to day like kink living, you know. So, um, you know, it's it's like it's like the, it's like the daily vitamins, you know, the Flintstone vitamins you need wow. to be taking, you know, every morning. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Have a, yeah, yeah, have a I, good one, everyone. I, I, I went, I, yeah, I go nuts with the metaphors. Uh, and I was, I mean, the, you know, like I said, if, I might make a cameo in there, but if anyone does want to air me after, that's that's the link. I'm going to hit stop on the recording. And like I said, Vera will be back uh, next.